1: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And we're going to have a lot of fun today, but we're also going to learn a lot about that social media platform that often gets forgotten but is so very important, and that's Twitter. So joining me today is John Sparks. Welcome, John.
0: Good morning, Deb. How are you?
1: Oh, not bad, not bad. It is a gorgeous day here in Atlanta. I hope it's, it's beautiful there in Texas where you are. It is, it is. Perfect. Well, for the people who don't know who you are, let me tell them just a little bit about you. So John Sparks, whose Twitter handle is at IamJohnSparks, is an author of the exciting new book, 365 Ideas to Go from Good to Great on Twitter. John also earned the distinction of becoming known as the go-to guy for Twitter. 365 Ideas to Go from Good to Great on Twitter was released as a paperback version on Amazon in mid-March of 2015. The Kindle version of the book became a number one bestseller in the category of social media guides for the first weekend it was released in July of 2015. Statsocial.com recognized John as number 66 on the national list of top 100 social media power influencers of 2015. He's also been recognized as number 13 on the general sentiments list of the top 50 most valuable social media influencers. 2015 with an estimated impact media value of 2.1 million dollars. John has the, now this is pretty cool, John has the 47th largest Twitter following in Dallas. At the end of August of 2015, he had more followers than Laura Bush, T. Boone Pickens, Michael Sam, and the Dallas Morning News. He grew his account from less than 800 followers to almost 200,000 followers in just two years. And he didn't buy a single follower. John is the founder and CEO of Online ImageWorks. He is also an adjunct professor teaching online journalism in the Mayborn School of Journalism at the University of North Texas. He has an extensive media background. In fact, I, I saw on your profile the picture where, or that the short little video where they introduced you when you were born. I thought that was very cool. John is a veteran newscast producer and has worked at television stations in Dallas, Houston. Harlingen, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Orlando, and Tampa. A Dallas native, John attended Booker T. Washington High School for the Performing and Visual Arts and graduated from Bryan Adams High School in 1991. He is also an Eagle Scout and was a member of Troop 890 at Lakeland Highlands United Methodist Church. Whew! Wow! So again, John, join me in, or, and everyone join me in welcoming John to our program today.
0: Thanks, Deb. Thanks, Deb, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Well, you know, Twitter is definitely one of those platforms that frequently gets overlooked. And it shouldn't be because it is such a powerful tool. And with that said, I have a confession. I don't use it like I should. Now, the funny thing is, it was the very first social media platform that I got on. And when I was there, I loved it. I thought it was great. I got breaking news. I made a lot of connections, you know, all sorts of things. And then I discovered Facebook. Mm (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and I'll be honest, you know, and, and it's very you know clear to anyone who really knows me, it's hard for me to be short and brief. And so, <laughs> Twitter it came to be a real challenge for me. And, and we're going to talk more about how you can really use it. But tell us, John, why is Twitter so important as a business
0: tool? So yeah, for several reasons, Deb. First of all, Twitter is a great sales prospecting tool. So anyone Mm -hmm. in the sales industry should definitely be on Twitter. It's a great way to go out and follow individuals and get to know them and try and get them to follow you back and increase Mm -hmm. awareness, brand awareness about you and your company. So it's a wonderful full prospecting tool, if you will. The types of connections, so what, you know, you're kind of – talking about with Facebook and then also LinkedIn is a little bit different on Twitter. And so with Facebook, you have to friend someone and they have to friend you back in order Mm -hmm. for you to instant message them and some of the Facebook features for them to work, right? You have to friend them and they have to accept Mm -hmm. that request. Same thing with LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. You have to send them a LinkedIn connection request and they have to accept it in order to email with you, unless they've got a paid account, right? A premium account and Mm -hmm. you're sending their emails out. But Mm -hmm. Twitter, on the other hand, someone doesn't have to follow you and you don't necessarily have to follow them to send them a tweet, get your message across. Mm -hmm. So that's why we have a lot of celebrities on it and and news agencies using Mm it is because, They don't necessarily have to follow their fans, but they can keep in touch with their fan base. Right. And so that's one of the benefits of Twitter. And then another important reason to be on Twitter is that this past summer, Google and Twitter both announced that Google is going to start indexing tweets. So the reason that we do everything that we do on social media is actually two reasons. For relationships – Mm-hmm. And then for SEO purposes. And that mm-hmm. is when people go to look for you on Google, that you come up and you come up on the first page of Google and at the very top. And right. so with Google indexing tweets, when people go in there to Google your name, your tweets are going to come up mm-hmm. if you have them. And if you don't, then nothing's going to come up. And so. Right. It's important to understand Twitter and, and use Twitter and know how to, to use it correctly because when people go to search for you, they're going to be seeing what you're tweeting out.
1: Well, and of course, the, the important thing about Google is it loves current and recent content. Right. So if you're tweeting a lot, that's giving them a lot of content to find. So that Google's going to go, ooh, this, right. this person's very active.
0: That's right and then also 43% of people plan to make multiple purchases from the smaller medium business sized businesses that they follow so mm-hmm. you know that's another reason why twitter is important for business specifically right. is you know establishing those relationships with the intent to convert those relationships of people that we know like and trust into business for mm-hmm. in our small businesses
1: Right. Or it could be a business contact, a Ask, business associate, it, you know, all of those things, um, you know, and, and, but it, it does come back to that know, like, and trust. Yes. And we'll, we'll talk later on in the program about content because of course that's paramount, but you know, the, the more you have, and the more you are talking about your business or, you know, your, your personal interests and likes, things like that, the more it gives people something to really form an opinion on.
0: Mm, absolutely.
1: You know, and, and you know, I'll just skip ahead to this part right now. We also have to keep in mind it can give someone a negative impression of you.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. You
1: know, and, and I think that's where so many people have problems. And and it's, it's funny, you know, we see that on Facebook a lot. Whether they're posting about politics or they're posting about worldviews or just a controversial subject, you might think, that's not the person who I want to be associated with. But the funny thing, sometimes I see that more on Twitter because it is so easy just to quickly send something out there and not think about the ramifications of it. And, you know, we we see, of course, that happen a lot of times with celebrities or with, uh, you know, maybe it's a business who responds very quickly and doesn't stop to think, hmm, how is everybody who's going to see this tweet, what are they going to think about it? And I think that's one of the, the big strategies that you talk about in your book is think before you tweet. And that, that actually goes for every social media platform.
0: So the key word here that we're talking about, Deb, is mindfulness. Mindfulness. Right. You know, mm-hmm. being mindful of what we're doing before we do it.
1: Mm-hmm. And the tricky thing on on Twitter is, especially if you're having a conversation with someone, people don't... You know, you can see the whole conversation, especially if you're looking at it on your desktop. But People don't always do that, you know, and so they might only see the last couple of interactions and they don't realize what the whole content and context was. Now, you see that on Facebook, but, you know, you don't see that on Twitter. So people might not realize, hey, you were joking about a subject or, you know, you were playing devil's advocate or things like that. So it is something to always keep in mind.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Great. Well, let's start at the beginning. And, you know, what I liked about your book was it did, you know, in in many ways, it's for the person who's never used Twitter, because it starts with this is how you set up your account. But as someone who's been on Twitter for many years, I also found those chapters good, because they're good reminders of what your Twitter account should be set up to to look like, you know, your branding and, and things like that. So let's just go in and start at the very top you know, you've, you've never been on Twitter or, you know, you've been there and you haven't been back in a while. What are the most important things that you need to be aware of in, in your own personal Twitter account?
0: Well, so having a picture, Mm
1: -hmm. no (laughs) eggs, no eggs, people.
0: Exactly. And so that's important so that people know that you're not a spammer. And, then also using the full real estate that you have in your bio and really fleshing that out Mm -hmm. so that people know exactly who you are. And, you know, as far as identifying yourself, put a city down there that you're in. Don't just put planet earth or in the world Mm -hmm. we live or something like that. But, you know, we're trying to make connections, with Mm -hmm. folks and establish relationships. And when you're not really being clear about where you are, people have a difficult time relating to you and Mm -hmm. starting conversations. So identify where you're located at, fill out the bios, use as many keywords as you possibly can. What I tell people and people search by some of the words in the bio is Mm -hmm. think of words that people would search for you on when you're Uh, writing your bio. And a good place to start writing that bio is actually on your LinkedIn profile. So coming up with a professional headline for yourself. And we're not talking about where you you work, but a branding Mm -hmm. statement as far as who you are. Mm -hmm. And then mirroring that across the board so that it aligns with what you have on LinkedIn. You can copy and paste it over on, Twitter and understand mm-hmm. that personal brands evolve over time, and so you're probably as your Twitter following grows, gonna gonna end up changing that. But it's mm-hmm. a good starting point for folks,
1: right? You know, and, and one of the things you mentioned was the photo, and we laugh about the egg because we still see people every day that still have that innocuous little egg, you know. And on on LinkedIn, you see, and they just have the shadow it's one of those if I see that i don 't connect with them. I know that they're not taking that platform
0: seriously yes
1: you know and 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 to some degree, we are limited on the number of people that we connect with on you know on all of those platforms, so you want it to be a meaningful person
0: exactly exactly
1: right you know, and and you mentioned in your book that it does need to be a professional photo you know it's and and I always tell people. Your photo, no matter where it is, you know, on any of the social media platforms, the ones that you're using for business now, granted, you know, there are people who use the various sites for personal and personal only, but I want them to be able to, I want them to look at my picture and be able to walk up to me at a big networking meeting or at Starbucks or wherever and know exactly who I am from my photo.
0: Yes. Yes. And so the other important thing to keep in mind, too, with the photos is before you upload them to the social media platforms to make sure that you rename the photo with your first and last name that you want to be found on Google. If someone Mm -hmm. were to go into Google and do a search for you, that you save your profile picture as that first and last name. And Mm -hmm. then upload it to the platform. And the reason why, again, is because the Google spiders go through the social media accounts and that's how they're going to index your picture. And you Mm -hmm. want to come up when people search for you. You don't want to come up as DSC004293721. (laughs) Or maybe you do. But it's about being found and -hmm. being recognized. And so all of these little pieces are important in doing that.
1: Right. You know, and... and it's very important that they all tie together. You know, if I look at you on Twitter and then I go to your LinkedIn account and then to your your Facebook, I want to see that same branding. So talk to us about why it's so important to have that consistent branding across the platforms that you're using.
0: So people can find you. And so I go to tons of networking events. I go to maybe three or four over a span of a two day period, right? So maybe about mm-hmm. two a day. And so I'm meeting a lot of people and shaking a lot of hands. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I run out of business cards. Right. Or I just left them in the car or I left mm-hmm. them at home. And so when people ask where to find me, then the answer is well, you can find me at I am John Sparks. You can find me at LinkedIn.com forward slash N forward slash I am John Sparks can mm-hmm. find me at Skype on I am John Sparks. You can find me on whatever we're talking about mm-hmm. at I am John Sparks. Right. And so and- when you don't have that card, you can say that and people will remember it. But if your brand is not aligned, then you've got to mm-hmm. say, well, you can find me at Deb Creer 07309321 <laughs> and that's on Facebook. Or you can find me at linkedin.com. And in 2015, Deb, people are not going to look hard to find you. Right. They just won't. And they're, right. they'll just give up. And it's about being found mm-hmm. and making it as easy as possible on your audience to connect mm-hmm. with you and get in touch with you.
1: Right. Well, and you want them to find you. You don't want them to find someone else with the same name, which is why I'm assuming that you are I am John Sparks. I mean, you know, the, the I am John Sparks is, is your name everywhere. Because John Sparks is, it's not a, a real common name, but it's not an uncommon name also. Correct.
0: And there was already, when I started, a, a one person with the name John Sparks on LinkedIn and mm-hmm. another person completely different that owned johnsparks.com. And you always want to get your name as a .com as well. Right. That's very, mm-hmm. very important.
1: Yeah. And, Whether you're using it or not. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And then... You know, in addition to that, there was another person on with a Twitter handle of John Sparks mm-hmm. and someone else on somewhere else with, with John mm-hmm. Sparks. So there are lots of different John Sparks out there. And so going to a tool, and I talk about this in the book, uh, one of uh the, the tools that you can use to to really help you align your brand, and that's name check, n-a-m-e-c-h-k dot mm-hmm. com and so you can go to namecheck.com and you can type in whatever the brand name is that you're looking for and then it will tell you the social media platforms where it's taken and where it's not taken, where the vanity URLs are taken or not taken. And this will help save people time. So at one level 365 ideas about going or 365 ideas to go from good to great on Twitter. The title is a tongue twister, isn't it, Deb?
1: It is. I had trouble with that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At one level, the book is about, we'll just call it the book. At one level, the book is about Twitter. But at a whole nother level, the book is about being productive online and tools Mm -hmm. that you can use, not just on Twitter, but on all the platforms to be productive Mm -hmm. and align your brand and increase your visibility.
1: Right. Right. And you know we touched on the fact that even if you don't use it, have your URL, your name URL. Do that on everything. You know, maybe you're working for a company and you're you're great, you're happy there, and so you're not really doing you know anything personal where you're branding yourself and things. That's okay. That's fine. But get those tools, you know, get that Twitter account, get all of those various things lined up because things change. You know, you might want to start having your, your own information out there and, you know, you don't want to find out that it's not available.
0: Absolutely.
1: Right. Well, you know, so we've got a great picture. How important is your username, which is the at symbol? And then, you know, so mine is at Deb Creer. You are at I am John Sparks. How important is that username?
0: Well, so it's important and you know, distinguishing are you what your purpose is? I mean, is this mm-hmm. a personal Twitter account, a personal brand, or is it a business brand? Right. You know, so coming up with a Twitter handle, put some thought into it, brainstorm different ideas. You only have 15 characters to work with, mm-hmm. and You know, so you want your name on your account to be aligned with your Twitter handle. And so Mm -hmm. come across a lot of people that have their Twitter handle, perhaps maybe Sparks Plumbing or something like Mm -hmm. that. I don't even know if that's 15 characters, but their name, they put down John Sparks, their Mm -hmm. name. And so right. that's kind of confusing in the messaging. Is this a personal account or is this a business account? So really mm-hmm. aligning those two things mm-hmm. as well and making sure that they're consistent with another, uh, with mm-hmm. one another. People look at those things. Right. They pay attention to that. And mm-hmm. so unlike Facebook, where you have the Facebook business pages and you have the Facebook personal pages, and it's easy to tell the difference right or distinguish mm-hmm. In some cases, what is a business or a personal page mm-hmm. or a, a a media personality and, and their their pages? On Twitter, we don't have that, right? right? So it's di- more a little bit more difficult to tell if it's a personal page or a business page. And this just kind of helps cut the confusion and the noise, if you will, mm-hmm. and makes it easier on your audience to understand what your purpose is.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and one of the things that I really love about Twitter is the fact that you can have multiple accounts. You can't do that really, you know, if you're following their terms of service on Facebook and on LinkedIn. And they'll kind of, you know, they don't always play nice with you if they discover that you have duplicate accounts. On Twitter, you can do that. And, and where I like that is we have, you know, so many people in, in today's business world who do more than one thing. You know, they might be a landscaper on the weekend, but they sell real estate or, you know, insurance or, you know, they work for a big company during the weekdays. So they can actually set up multiple Twitter accounts and then be tweeting the appropriate content for those accounts.
0: Absolutely.
1: Right. You know, and and you talk about names and and how people look at things. And it always reminds me of a student that I had when I taught at Metro State who, you know, now now I always had a rule when I taught. I was an adjunct professor just like you. And I had a rule that for the most part, I would not connect with my students on social media while I was their professor. I just think that's, you know, a, a good idea to follow. But I had this one student who kept saying, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Oh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. And... You know, and, and she was one of my A students. It was an 8 a.m. class. She was always there on time. She was always very nicely dressed, you know, all of these various things. And so I finally looked at her Twitter account and was absolutely mortified. Every single tweet used profanity and not just, you know, some profanity. She used the big words, the big words that you don't say when you're here. And I was stunned. You know, and and I called her aside after class. You know, I'd obviously never say this to, to her in front of people. But the problem was she was a senior. So she was obviously getting ready to graduate. And her Twitter name was her name. So any potential employer was going to look at that and go, hmm, we're not bringing her in for an interview because this is how she's going to talk in the office. And her response to me was, well, this is how my friends talk. I said, fine, then you need to have you need to change that name so that you know it, it, they people can't find it and then have your name the professional part where you're posting about marketing and you know whatever it was that she wanted to get into so that you could differentiate the two
0: mm-hmm. and, and you know and, and another thing that people do a lot of times and, and so they protect their tweets and they lock right. their accounts thinking mm-hmm. that well, I can just do this and this will be the solution to it when it really isn't. And a lot mm-hmm. of times when you are out there and you're interviewing for jobs or potential employer comes across your Twitter page and they see that your page is locked, then they're going to sit there and say, uh, why is this locked? Mm-hmm. And they're going to mm-hmm. start to question what you're really sending out there on social media. Right.
1: You know, and, and the problem is, you know, it, it used to be that a job that would get 50 applicants now gets 500. And so people are, you know, they, they look for ways to exclude you right at the very start. Absolutely. So, you know, that's that's one of the things when I'm giving classes, I tell people, that's your first interview. You know, if somebody Googles you and then looks at your social media sites, are they going to say, let's bring this person in for an interview or, huh, we're not going to bother?
0: Right, right. And companies want to hire people that are going to be great brand ambassadors. Right for their business.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we we digress there, but I think that's that's something very important for people is. to Absolutely. keep in mind. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and so, you know, it's we've got a good username, we've got a good photo, we've got our bio good. What else is very important to really give that good first impression?
0: Well, so the content that mm-hmm. you're sending out, mm-hmm. you know, kind of talked about that when we're talking about your student and uh, the kinds of tweets that they were sending out. Mm -hmm. You want to engage with Mm -hmm. your audience. And so sending out content that is positive and uplifting is something that I would encourage and has been What I consider to be a lot of the success of what I've had on Twitter, and that is because there is so much negativity on Twitter and Mm -hmm. all the social media platforms that if you can offer something different, something Mm -hmm. that's encouraging and uplifting, then people are going to flock to you and they're going to flock to you in droves.
1: Right. I mean, it's, it's the same way with in-person. You know, if, if you're the person that's known as, uh, you know, I use this with my name, the Debbie Downer, then people don't want to talk to you. You know, and, and they're, they're going to walk away from you at a networking thing or they don't even come up to you to start with because they're thinking, ugh, all this person does is complain and whine, let's go on to the next person. Plus, those positive tweets... Get retweeted, which is another key part of of what happens on Twitter.
0: Right. And so the engagement rates are higher Mm -hmm. and then people are interested in who you are Mm -hmm. and not just putting tweets out there of your own, but retweeting other people. Because when you increase other people's visibility, then Mm -hmm. that makes them feel what? Welcome, special and appreciated. And they're going to wonder who you are. Mm-hmm. And then be more inclined to engage with and favorite or retweet or like the tweets that you have sent out and respond to
1: them mhm well and and I noticed I was looking at your Twitter feed. you retweet quite a bit of content um, you know and and it 's one it it was definitely something that I noticed, and to me that just shows that you're a good guy. You know, you're, you're helping them by simply retweeting their information.
0: So it all goes back to the first point in the book, which is, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, and, and the way that I think I wrote it was, take the eye out of your tweets. And so yes. it's not about you mm-hmm. on social media, but focusing on other individuals. And right. you can have anything you want, Deb, if you just help enough other people get what they want. Mm-hmm. And so- When someone follows you, don't just thank them for following Mm -hmm. you. Thank you, at Deb Creer, at Deb Creer, thank you for following exclamation point. That's not Mm -hmm. gonna warrant a response. But at Deb Creer, thank you for the following, you know, for following Mm -hmm. how are things today in Atlanta. Okay, question mark, question mark, smiley face, smiley face. Now you're asking her a question. You're trying to engage, Mm -hmm. but as small as that question might be, what is she going to do? Ignore you? Right. You know, and then if she does, then how's that going to make her look? So Uh you're asking her a question. And not only that, you're putting in Atlanta, which is a key word. And Twitter likes that because anyone Mm -hmm. that's doing searches on Atlanta your tweet is going to come up, so that's going to help mm-hmm. increase her visibility in Atlanta, and it's also going to increase your visibility because you're starting a conversation with her. Right. So kind of looking at things from a flip perspective, that it's not about you, but it's about connecting and forming relationships with other individuals mm-hmm. and putting them first.
1: Well, and there were two important points in what you just said. The first was, then it, it, you know, when you use that word Atlanta, it was very clear to me that you looked at my profile. You didn't just go merrily through and, and, and you know, say, for example, Twitter always sends you the list of who has followed you. You didn't just click the follow, 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 follow button. You looked at the profile, you know, and, and so to me that was important. And you asked a question, you know, so like you said, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm clearly, you know, I'm thinking, well, I have to respond or I'm going to seem rude. And there's even a third point in there that I know it's not one of those auto responders. I hate those things. And yes. I love that Twitter has actually made that more and more difficult because, you know, it, it is one of those, we, we got so many of those that we stopped paying attention to any messages that we got.
0: Sure, sure. And another thing that you may want to do is also use the person's name in that right. tweet. So mm-hmm. our things in Atlanta today, Deb, you know, mm-hmm. or at Deb Creer. thanks for the follow. Deb, how are things in Atlanta today? Deb, use it twice right. so that mm-hmm. the person knows that you are trying to make a personalized connection yes. with them. Look, that's what mm-hmm. it's about is not looking like it's automated, that you are a true person and, and you're being transparent with them.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, you're lot... real. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And and that is one of the things is there are a lot of fake you know, accounts that are on Twitter and you know, it's, they're getting better and better. It's, it's been kind of fun to watch Twitter evolve through the years. I mean, there were a lot of porn that was on there to start with and you very rarely see that anymore. And you're, we're not seeing the bots. So which are the automated things that are, are happening so many more. It's, you know, Twitter is, is, doing things to make sure that those go away. But, you know, let's, let's go along those same lines. Who do you figure out who to follow? You know, whether, and, and obviously we're talking about how to use this for business rather than just your personal stuff, but how do you decide who you should follow?
0: Great question. So I use a tool called Twello, T-W-E-L-L-O-D. W.com and Twello is mm-hmm. like the yellow pages for Twitter. So you can go on there and you can set up a profile on Twello Deb and you can associate your profile with a certain industry and it will list profiles by industry. So you can find ah. people in there by industry and you follow them on Twello and it will in turn follow them on Twitter as well. So that's one okay. way that you can find people on Twitter. The other way Mm -hmm. that you can find people to follow on Twitter is to do a Google search for the top 50 blogs in your industry, Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: there's a lot of listings on Google, and you can sort through the listings and try and find their Twitter handles that way, Mm -hmm. and then what I would suggest doing is going one step further than that and finding out… Who is following those individuals and who are they following as well? Mm-hmm. And try and follow some of those folks. Find out who they are and follow some of those folks. And a tool to help you do that is manageflitter.com, mm-hmm. M-A-N-A-G-E-F-L-I-T-T-E-R dot com. Manageflitter.com. And so with ManageFlitter.com, you can set up filters, if you will, to show you individuals that are following designated accounts that are not following your account. And you Mm -hmm. can go through manage flitter and follow those individuals and then try and start conversations with those individuals. Assume the cell, thank them for the follow back and start a conversation Mm -hmm. just like you would at a cocktail party with them. You know, what's the weather like where you are today in Canada or Toronto Mm -hmm. or Seattle or wherever they happen to be.
1: Mm -hmm. and, And you mentioned it's not the cell, You know, we hate that when that happens, whether it's on Twitter or LinkedIn or, you know, even Facebook, where you have that initial connection. And then the next message you get from them is, I sell X, Y, and Z, and I know this would be a great product for you. And I'm like, goodbye. (laughs) And, you know, and we don't like people who do that to us in person. So why do people think that that they can do it to us on on social media? That just baffles me.
0: So, yeah, so you brought up a lot of interesting points, too. And so that's kind of transactional versus relational. We want to move towards being relational instead of transactional is one thing. And then the second thing, and, you know, let's go back to Twitter for business. You know, when people have a business account and they've got their logo on it, you know, and they start – either conversing with individuals or following individuals, then what is the perception that that person wants to sell something to us? You -hmm. know, are people going to be inclined to follow a business account back where their goal is to sell things to people? And most of their tweets are talking about, well, do you want to purchase my latest book? Probably not. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: you know, if you have a personal account, And you're growing your following on that and establishing relationships and your content comes across as a variety show that Mm -hmm. people follow you. They just don't know what they're going to expect at any given time. Perhaps maybe you're sending out a Bible verse or an uplifting quote
1: Mm -hmm. or
0: having a Twitter chat and, you know, people just don't know what they're going to expect and they're going to be interested and they're going to follow you. And then you can use Manage Flitter to bring them from your personal account over to your business account and make Mm -hmm. the conversion that way.
1: Right. And it comes back to your bio. You know, you should have in your bio what you do because then when you develop that relationship, they'll look at that and go, Oh, Oh my gosh, John, I see in your bio that you talk about, you, you have this book, where can I get the book? Tell me more about the book. You know, so then it's, it's gone from the, the, the push to the pull. You know, they decided they liked you and they're going to say, tell me more about what you do.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So my encouragement for businesses, nonprofit groups, et cetera, even city organizations or civic organizations is to have those business accounts, but also have the people that work for your organizations or nonprofit or business or corporations have their personal accounts as well and mm-hmm. really push the personal accounts. Mm-hmm. To connect with individuals and form relationships and have those individuals bring people over to your business right. from there.
1: You know, and, and it's very important, if that's what you're doing, to have a social media policy. And, and we've talked about that on other programs.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, because heaven forbid that something catastrophic happened. You really want to make sure that, that you have policies. But, you know, I, I so
0: everyone is on the same page and that is yes. what we're doing here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and they know, okay, well, you you can't be talking about the business and then you're binge drinking on the weekends. Hmm, right. You know, not a good thing. I also have seen uh, some businesses use this tool very well that I like. So they they might they might be big enough that they have more than one person who is is using the business Twitter account. That person, you know, whoever's doing it has their name in there. So, you know, it may, and, and an example is Atlanta or Atlanta, Alabama Power where they do have more than one person who is, is responding, but they always have their name in there. So you're thinking, okay, well, this is still, this is still a real person. It's not the business who's responding to me. And, you know, that's, I, I like that little trick is, is to include that personal name on there. So then you think, okay, you know what? It really is a person who responded to me rather than just whoever happened to wander by the computer.
0: That is absolutely correct. Good point.
1: Now, one of the things that you talk about in your book, and and I love this section because, you know, Twitter does have limitations and they do this on purpose. You know, we talked about, you know, going in and following people. Well, you know, if you do a whole bunch in one day, Twitter starts going, hmm no no you aggressive you, you know, follower yes, yeah. and so you'll your account will be locked down for a little bit and then you behave yourself and it's you know, unlocked but you know and but you can also they don't want you to be the person who has two people that you're following but you have 10,000 that you know Did I do that right? No, Um, Uh you won't. uh, So that you you have a mismatch between who you're following and and who's following you. Clearly, celebrities, people like that are going to have a a big mismatch. But that's that's something that they are permitted to do. But, you know, Twitter, that's part of the whole spam thing. They want to make sure that you're pretty even with the number of followers and, and the people that you are following. So, you know, talk about the tools that get rid of the people who aren't following you or their accounts might be inactive because that's important because then that can help you get back to having those balanced numbers. Sure.
0: Absolutely. So manageflitter.com, we talked about using that as mm-hmm. a tool to go in and find people and follow people that mm-hmm. are in your industry or people that might be competitors as well. But it's also mm-hmm. a tool that you can use to flush people that don't follow you back Tweepy.com mm-hmm. is another one, T-W-E-E-P-I.com. And so mm-hmm. uh, I use Managed Flitter. Uh, Tweepy, once you have 60,000 followers, then you're going to need to get the pro version of it, which will cost you a few dollars and cents a month. Mm-hmm. However, both of those tools are important. And so, what I encourage people to do, Deb, is to follow people and then give them a certain number of days to follow you back. And if they don't right. follow you back, then go in there and flush them. And so, the reason for doing that is it keeps your account right side up instead mm-hmm. of side down. So mm-hmm. that you look kind of like a celebrity, that you have more followers than people you're following. No one Mm -hmm. wants to follow necessarily an account that's upside down. People look at your numbers when they decide if they're going to follow you or not. If you're following more people than you have followers, then Mm -hmm. they, they recognize those types of things. So you want Mm -hmm. your account to look like an Oprah or an Ashton Kutcher or a Demi or one of those folks that has Mm -hmm. more followers than Mm -hmm. they're actually following folks. And so that's a good way to do that. So the average length of a vacation is about a week, seven days. So Mm -hmm. I set my managed flitter to show me people that I have followed that have not followed me back in seven days or longer. And Mm -hmm. then every night I go in and flush the people out and, so when we're talking about also, and one of the, the the big questions I get when I'm doing speaking engagements is, wow, you know, this really takes a lot of time, and it really doesn't. You know, I spend 30 minutes in the morning scheduling my tweets, and mm-hmm. I use a tool called Clout.com to schedule mm-hmm. all my content that's going out, and then I spend 30 minutes at the at night before I go to bed doing all my following and flushing. On ManageFlitter.com, so it can really be managed in an hour or less every single day. I spend more time talking about it than actually doing it.
1: <laughs> right, right. You know, and and it is important to keep that balance. And you know, the other thing that you can also look for are the the people who are inactive, and you know, so they were the people who set up their account and then you know for whatever reason they're not using it any longer. Your rule of thumb is seven days. If they haven't tweeted for the most part in seven days, then poof, they're gone too. Exactly. You know, and, and, and if, you know, they, they were on vacation, maybe they were, you know, on a two week vacation, well, they can always refollow you again. You know, this isn't, gee, you've been banished forever.
0: Right. Or you can set it where that you don't follow the same people over and over again so that you don't look like a spammer so that you only follow the person one time. And if they don't follow you back, then you don't try and refollow them because some people, when you try and refollow and refollow and refollow them, they Mm -hmm. don't like that and they'll block you. So one of the ways to get around that is to set manage flitter up to where you only follow the person one time and your Mm -hmm. filters. And then after that, it doesn't follow them again.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and, one of the things that is is so important with several of the tools you've mentioned, and you know, and and I love this is they do have the free versions. You know, I always tell people use free unless you have a reason to pay. You know, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's you know these these uh, accounts, Clout is free. Um, I actually use the paid version of Buffer because I do uh, use it more, but always try free
0: first. Absolutely, and that's one of the things that I talk about on three hundred and sixty-five ideas, Deb, is that. You know, when I went from less than 800 followers to almost 200,000 followers, I did it on a very shoestring budget. When mm-hmm. I first started growing my Twitter account, I was just launching my company. So I didn't mm-hmm. have much money. The only money that I really spent on growing my following when I first started out and, and grew to 200,000 followers was having that domain and web hosting. And that what? is it the website. Mm-hmm. That is Mm -hmm. the only money I spent. All of these Mm -hmm. tools that I'm talking about didn't pay for any of them at all, period. Now, since growing my account, I have invested and have purchased the pro version of Managed Flitter because I like Mm -hmm. to set up the filters. And Mm -hmm. I like to have some of the analytics that it provides. But still, other than that right now, that is the only paid service that I use to assist me with my Twitter following. Everything Mm -hmm. else is free.
1: Right. Well, and, you know, you're you're being very modest on your number of followers because, I mean, very modest, 200,000. Because I'm looking at your account right now, you have 262,000 followers. And, you know, but that brings us back to quantity versus quality. Clearly for what you do, which is talk about Twitter, it's going to, to look better if you have lots and lots of Twitter followers. But for, say, a brick-and-mortar business, 200,000 followers, while that might look great, it, that might not be their goal. You know, They might only need 1,000 local people. Right. And, and so really talk about how that's so important to people because the, invariably I have somebody who says, oh, I have to have a bigger number, so <gasps> I'm going to buy followers.
0: So going back to what we talked about earlier, Deb, Everything that we do on social media should be about relationships. Everything, Mm -hmm. I mean, life is about relationships. And if it's not, it darn well should be. Okay. And so social media should be, and what we do online should be the stepping stones to offline communication. So bringing our connections from online to offline. And Mm -hmm. so it's quantity, but it's also quality. Quality is extremely important. And so Mm -hmm. maybe you only have less than a thousand followers. But if one Mm -hmm. of those followers is your million dollar customer, then what does it matter?
1: Right. You know, and and I think that's where people do get confused is they and, and, and but we look at that and, you know, because I'll look at the number of followers and then, you know, and so people automatically think they have to have more but they're not realizing that more is not always better. Right. So John, one of the biggest questions I always get and it it's you know doesn't matter what platform it is is the the business person who comes up to me and says, "I know I should be doing this, but I don't know what to post." And it's either a whiny or a combative, you know, I don't know what to post. And and so they just think that they shouldn't be there. You've got some great tips in your book on how to find content.
0: Mm-hmm. So I use uh, the clout.com, clout.com. And when mm-hmm. so clout first started, it was a tool that gave people their measure of social media influence on a scale of zero to 100. What was their social media influence? They would go through and they would connect their Google Plus and their Facebook and their LinkedIn and their Twitter and so forth to, the, to Clout, and it would give them a score and let them know mm-hmm. what their influence was. It's since evolved, Deb, and now what the tool allows you to do is to not only schedule your tweets in Clout, but... Mm-hmm. In addition to that, it is a wonderful content aggregator. So you can go in there and identify things that you're interested in and it will even make mm-hmm. suggestions based on things that you're tweeting out and say, "Hey, we've seen these, you know, posts and, you know, it looks like that you're an expert in this area." And I use the expert word expert loosely here. But so, you know, it will suggest based on who's following you content that you can schedule and you can schedule it right there in cloud. So that's one Mm -hmm. of the content uh, creation aggregation tools that you can use uh, Mm -hmm. when you're looking for content.
1: Right. Well, and one of the ones you talk about also in your book is one of my favorites and that's smart brief (laughs) because it's free people. Smart brief is free. So John, tell us what smart brief is and, and you know why it's so important in content generation.
0: So Smart Brief is an email that comes right to your desktop, and you can, again, identify what industry that you're interested in and want to receive emails about, and it pulls top articles that are happening that day into an email and sends it to you, and then Mm -hmm. you can, from there use their headlines because their headlines that they send in the email for each post or are generally 140 characters or less. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking to save time, you can just copy and paste what they're using as their headline over to yours and make it your tweet. Mm -hmm. Or you can come up with a new tweet yourself. And, Mm -hmm. you know, statistics actually show that tweets, which use the word, please retweet and don't um, abbreviate, please, or retweet, but spell it out, P-L-E-A-S-E-R-E-T-W-E-E-T, and, mm-hmm. and, and write it out with a colon underneath, uh, afterwards, get retweeted and engaged more than people that just abbreviate and put P-L-Z-R-T or don't put anything at all. So if you really right. want people to engage with the content, ask them to do it.
1: Right. It's kind of like they need permission. That just always baffles me, but it's it's across the board. If you say, please share, please retweet. Oh, okay. Well, I'll do
0: that. One of my most popular tweets that I send out is a tweet that says, retweet if God bless you today. Mm -hmm. And it goes crazy, Deb. I mean, people retweet it like, you know, I, I don't know what. But, you know, and so it's short. It makes a statement and it's asking for people to do it. So go out there and ask for what you're looking for. And if you want Mm -hmm. people to engage with, you don't just send out the content and think that people are going to do it. Ask them Mm -hmm. to do it.
1: (laughs) Well, and that particular tweet, I'm looking at it right here on my monitor, has a visual. So tell us why it's so important to include a visual as opposed to just the words.
0: So visuals are extremely important because social media is it, becoming more and more increasingly visual uh, by the day. And so Mm -hmm. attaching an image does several things. So when Twitter indexes the tweets, Mm -hmm. that that picture also shows up in the Twitter photo stream and their photo Mm -hmm. gallery. And so it gives them, or your audience may come across the tweet two different ways. They may be looking through pictures in Mm -hmm. a photo gallery somewhere, or they might actually be reading the tweet. Mm -hmm. And so it's just another way to connect with your audience. You're giving them another opportunity to, uh, to see you and be recognized. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. And most tweets still don't have an image. So when you do have one, it stands out.
0: Right. Right. And so, It's another reason why I use clout as my preferred scheduling tool, because Mm -hmm. I like my images that I schedule to Mm -hmm. show up in my photo and video stream, my photo and video stream on Twitter, so that people can go through and look at the pictures. And a lot of Mm -hmm. people like to go through and look at people's pictures on their profile. Mm -hmm. And so when you're using some of the other scheduling tools, it may turn that picture into a link that people have right. to actually click on.
1: Mm-hmm. And so and nobody does that.
0: Well, a lot of people don't do that. Mm-hmm. And so clout actually puts it in the photo and video stream so that when people are clicking through the pictures, that picture actually shows up and they don't have to click on a link and have to trust Mm -hmm. that link before they click on it and know what they're getting themselves into. So, you know, it's just another reason why I love cloud for what they do.
1: Right. You know, and, and one of the things that we also need to mention is the fact that when you're sending out a link to an article or, you know, something like that, make sure, folks, that you have read it. You know, don't just base the fact that you're going to, to retweet it or, you know, even make an original tweet about it on the headline because yes. we've all seen that blow up. You know, it's it's totally different. And And plus, when you read it, Then you might come up with what you want. So maybe it's an article that was, you know, five reasons to be using clout.
0: That you got from Smart Brief.
1: Right, right. And so you go in and you say, oh, my God. You know, so your tweet is going, you know, I'm not going to do this in just 140 characters. But it's going to say something along the lines of great article, love number four. What's your favorite one? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and so not only does it show that you read it, you also are engaging people. So, you know, some you find something in there that you're talking about because, oh, well, John just asked me what I thought. So I better go look at the article.
0: <laughs> right. No, that's a good point.
1: You know, and 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 we do we get in trouble when we send something out that we didn't read. Yes. You know, then it, it comes back and it, it bites us, you know, and, and so always make sure that you have done that.
0: Absolutely.
1: Well, you know, let's talk a little bit more about designing tweets, and I can already tell we're not going to get through everything because, you know, and and we have to have you on again because we're not, we haven't reached the how to make money with this stage, and I think that's a much longer discussion than in the minutes that we have left, but so how do you craft your tweets? I mean, you've got 140 characters. How do you suggest actually writing those to make sure that they grab people's attention? You know, so you've got a great image, and that doesn't detract from your number of characters, but How do you write a tweet that catches somebody's attention? I've
0: done a lot of research on this, and in addition to this, doing a lot of trial and error. And the tweets that do the best are the ones that are the shortest. So not using the full 140 characters, Deb, but trying to keep your tweets really at 120 characters or less. Uh huh. So again, going back to this tweet of retweet, if God blessed you today. And I really haven't counted the number of characters in that tweet, but it's one of the shortest ones. But you want to be mm-hmm. bold and brief is all right. here. And mm-hmm. so how do you say what you're going to say and be bold and brief and attach an image and realize that the image that you're attaching to it is also going to take up characters to it? Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I create all my images and a lot of my images take a less than probably five minutes to create. I use a program Mm -hmm. called Pixlr, P-I-X-L-R.com. Pixlr.com, and I talk about this in my book, is like the free version of Photoshop. And so creating a template on Twitter or Pixlr Mm -hmm. and saving it to your documents and then calling the white template back up and then using that template to create an image That goes along with the content that you're sending out. Mm -hmm. And then again, asking for people to retweet that content.
1: Right. Well, and what I love about what you do is whatever your picture is saying, you also say it in the text. And I'm looking at one here that says, retweet if you agree. On a journey, you can't be where you've been and where you're going at the same time. Mm. And to me, that's important because sometimes whatever you're looking at, you know, using to, to look at Twitter doesn't always include the, the images. Mm-hmm. So if you just in, you know, put an image in there and it's maybe it did do it as a, a link to, a, you know, something, then people lost what you were talking about.
0: So say here, see here. You mm-hmm, say right. it in the tweet and then you also see it in the visual is extremely mm-hmm. important.
1: Right. You know, and, and speaking of visuals, where do you get the images that you use? Because I'm one of those people we do not condone going off and just finding images on on you know the the uh, internet. You need to be very careful about copyright and things like that. So, if you're not, you know, the professional photographer that's creating your own, where are some good sources for images?
0: Absolutely. So, the book 365 ideas in the index in the appendix, excuse mm-hmm. me, has a lot of great third-party sites and tools that you can use and in the book specifically talks about what those sites are the free stock photo sites that you can go to and you can get images and use those for your pictures
1: mm-hmm. you know and, and that is very important especially now if you're if you're doing it for personal you know don't do it but if you're doing this for business and you're just going in and borrowing images it can come back and bite you absolutely you know, I I was talking with someone who had sent me the letter that the attorneys had sent to them, that they had gone to, you know, they had just gone to probably images.google.com, found this very cool image, and had used it multiple times, and it was a copyright image. And the company came back and said, you know, every time you use this, here's the penalty. They were a foreign company, so it actually made the penalty much higher. And the, the client panicked. They were like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? I said, first of all, you need to acknowledge it and then tell them, oh, my, you know, so sorry, so sorry. And then delete those those posts, those tweets, those wherever it was. And, you know, hopefully they'll they'll make nice. But, you know, don't think that just because you found it on the Internet that it's free to use. No. So, John, we've only got a couple minutes left. And like I said, we will have you back on because we need to talk about Things like hashtags, which, you know, I go back and forth on as to whether I like hashtags. And I love hashtags at a conference. Love, love, love them. Uh-huh. But, you know, some people just get so carried away with them that, you know, it's, <laughs> um, But we've only got a couple minutes. Actually, we've only got one. So in a minute, tell people again why you need to be using Twitter as a business tool.
0: Well, again, because it's a great prospecting tool, the types of connections on Twitter versus Facebook and LinkedIn are completely different. Yes. Google is also indexing tweets. And then in addition to that, the numbers speak for themselves that people plan to make multiple purchases from the small and medium-sized businesses that they follow on Twitter.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like you said, you're a big power Twitter user. And you only spend an hour a day. So for the people who are going, I just don't have that much time in the day, start small. I mean, you know, 15 minutes might be a good start. You know, 15 minutes the end of your, the start of your business day, 15 minutes somewhere towards either the end of your business day or, you know, the end of your day day. And, you know, then you can build up, especially when you
0: see it working. You don't want to grow too big, too fast on social media. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. So John tell people one last time how they find you and how they find your fabulous book.
0: Absolutely Deb. So they can find me at I am John Sparks on Twitter. They can also find me on I am John Sparks on any social media platform. And if they're interested in the book, they can get it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. The Uh, paperback version and also the kindle version is available on amazon or if they're interested in a personalized signed copy i would be more than happy to provide those as well they can send me an email and just put in the subject line want the book and they can send that email to imjohnsparks at gmail.com
1: perfect well, I have had a great time today talking with John Sparks about Twitter, and as I mentioned, we need to have you on again because we just barely scratched the surface here. Um, so we'll get that scheduled. We'll let people know when you're going to be on again. But for everyone, I am Deb Creer. Have an absolutely fabulous day and enjoy the rest of your t- your day.
0: Thanks for listening to Deb Career, your social media friend. Tune in next time to listen to more great tips, techniques, and trends for using social media. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.